We have to stop talking in TikTok quotes, Shauna. I can't. It's not okay. Okay, tequila is in my body. I'm ready to do this. Hello, and welcome to the Trials and Error podcast. Three friends trying different wellness challenges to improve their lives. And other stuff. I'm Brianna. I'm Shauna. And I'm Melanie. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Yes. This week, we are discussing a 10,000 steps a day challenge. None of us were walking 10,000 steps a day prior to this. So we all kind of knew that was going to be a challenge. And I think that, especially for me, I was surprised by how much of a challenge that was. Um, but we were really interested in doing it, and we also had knew that there was lots of health benefits for walking 2,000 steps a day, and I think Bree's going to talk more about that, and then we're going to each talk about our experience with trying to get 10,000 steps a day. Uh, when I sat down to do my research for this challenge, um, my experience really was not what I was expecting, um, and I kind of started with why 10,000 steps per day, and how many times have we heard that recommendation? Why do a lot of pedometers have an automatic goal of 10,000 steps a day? So I found that 10,000 steps actually comes from a marketing technique from a Japanese company selling pedometers in the 60s. And that number was actually popularized by the Japanese character for 10,000, and it resembles a little figure walking. That's cool. I didn't know that. I thought it was the American Heart Association. Actually, no. And I'll get to that later once I actually go through my research and what I found but I was super shocked because I thought that I like you I thought the 10,000 steps came from someone's research or the American Heart Association but nope it's a marketing (laughs) ploy to get people to walk because that character looks like a little dude walking and I put it in our our shared page so you can see it I don't know if you think that it looks like a little guy. So there are numerous health benefits to getting your daily steps in, but the focus of some articles I found was inconsistent from my common knowledge of counting steps. So um, I'm just going to go through my research and uh, go through what I found. First site that I went to surprisingly made this goal about weight loss, like way too much about weight loss for my comfort level um, because I personally believe that you should focus on being healthy over being skinny. Yeah. Agree? Agree. I know that we talk about like wanting to be skinny and stuff. Oh, like, I mean, I want to be skinny, but... (laughs) Yeah. But I would much rather be healthy than to focus on... That's the, that's the actual goal. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we joke about just wanting to be skinny all the time. Right, yeah, our actual goal is to be healthy and then have everything else fall into place and be the size that we are meant to be as three wonderful, beautiful, healthy women. This site, like I said, was really focused about weight loss to the point of um, to the point of including calorie deficit calculations. It was like one of those cutesy sites with certain number of benefits that were bulleted to make the information easier to read and you know that's why I clicked it and most of those bullets were for weight which was really weird to me and then on top of that a lot of those bullets Did were it like say how much weight you would lose if you walked 10,000 steps it it was actually based on the number of steps that you walked but you also have to factor in your weight and you also have to factor in how many calories that you take in per day so depending on what size you are and how many calories you eat or don't eat that day there you could lose weight if there was a calorie deficit so it was trying to say like there was something like a I don't remember the exact figure but it was something like a 3,500 calorie deficit per week if you walked 10,000 steps a day but that was just given that you were like a certain weight 
and I don't know it was like super weird and and a lot of the the claims that were on the site were unsupported it didn't really have any resource links and it was just trying to say like weird stuff like walking makes you smarter because it increases the blood flow to your brain so (laughs) right off the bat it was like okay this is not what I was expecting when researching like walking steps per day so the more surprising part of my research was that figure of 10,000 it seemed to be a marketing related number as I mentioned earlier but when it came down to actual studies based on the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services a Harvard Health Study and the American Heart Association the step count made significant impacts on health was actually between 7,000 and 7,500 steps and this is just on a baseline of women walking an average of 4,400 steps per day. What I actually found was that increasing steps by as little as 2,000 steps per day, which equates to less than a mile of walking, can lead to positive health incomes. Step count also stems from a recommended 150 minutes or two and a half hours to five hours per week of moderate intensity exercise like walking but even the AHA says that going from inactivity to some activity should be your goal and that the health benefits will only compound as you get more motivated to move more they also I saw across these more credible sites like the Department of Health and Human Services, the Harvard Health Study, and the American Heart Association that it's okay to miss your numbers as long as you're making incremental improvements in your daily movements. So I thought that was really cool that it wasn't like hit this number or else. It was just <laughs> Or you fail. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't speaking in, in extremes or absolutes like that. It just is basically like move more (laughs) yeah which I thought was really cool because and and was really encouraging because it makes I feel like it makes a a healthier lifestyle and a more active lifestyle more attainable because it's it's not saying like you have to go from the couch to running a half marathon it's more of just like hey if you find yourself chilling on the couch more often or not maybe just make small changes in your day to walk more. I don't know anything about chilling on the couch. <laughs> Very active. It definitely has not been my life for the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to move on to some of the health benefits of increasing your movement um, every day. So now that we know that 10,000 steps a day isn't the end goal and the recommended number of steps per day that it's actually a more attainable fitness goal to just keep moving, um, I'm going to talk about some of the benefits that come from just moving your body more. Um, Walking is an easy thing to do for most people, regardless of your lifestyle or your athleticism, making it a widely accessible and low-impact form of exercise. Walking lowers your chance of cardiovascular disease, stroke, and heart failure. It helps you reduce your blood pressure. It lowers your chances of hypertension. Even though I was bashing on that article earlier, it can contribute to weight loss when combined with a reduced calorie intake. And this, of course, is just for people who need to lose weight. I'm not saying that's for everybody and that that should be your goal while walking. Walking can also lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. It can lower your risk of dangerous blood lipid levels like cholesterol and triglycerides, which are fat in your blood. Those being high in your blood are what lead to heart attacks. And all of that information came from the American Heart Association. So where I thought I was going to find to walk 10,000 steps a day, it's actually where I found just move your body more. And these are the benefits of that. It's so interesting because you just like when I got a Fitbit like three years ago, I think was the first time that I like just heard like you have to walk 10,000 steps. And so it's just interesting that that's not necessarily ever actually been said by an actual credible source but it just somehow became a norm yeah 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 I found that really surprising too and also kind of shocking that these companies sell you these accessories to help you live a healthier lifestyle but they're not necessarily transparent as to what will go into that type of healthy lifestyle like I I just find it really interesting that they're still sticking to this marketing technique of like hey this is how much you should walk per day 
And I feel like when something, when a goal like that is pre-programmed into something in this like one size fits all kind of frame of activity, then I feel like that sets a lot of people up for failure and thinking that they're not going to meet this goal or that they're not doing something right or that they're not being as healthy as they should be, which I feel like is kind of irresponsible. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think that's kind of the norm for most health, health marketing things, I guess. It just seems like they want as many people on board, but people have to really figure out what works for them and what actually makes sense for them and their life and what's going to help improve things personally. Like you said, one size doesn't fit all. So one number of steps for everybody doesn't entirely make sense. And I never really thought about that before. So it's a really good point. Yeah, and Shauna and I were talking earlier, too, just about, like, weight loss in general and how there's, like, just so many things. Like, it's, like, you have to be in calorie deficit or, no, don't be in calorie deficit. Just eat balanced meals or, no, you have to do keto or, no, you have to eat whole foods or there's just so many things that contradict each other that there's just no, there seems to be no right answer, but then I guess really who you need to talk to is dietitians but like dietitians usually stick with the calorie deficit thing yeah or just eating whole foods at least the tiktok dietitians do <laughs> they are the experts <laughs> tiktok experts <laughs> tiktok doctor yeah and i mean that just goes to show that everybody's body is different everybody has different needs everybody has a different medical history so if anything i think this episode is encouraging you just to do research if you are thinking about doing any type of wellness challenge or activity or if you are thinking about purchasing something that may help you along your your wellness or your fitness journey just maybe do a little research as to you know the why behind that like why do you have to count your steps like why is this beneficial or I mean if you just want like a cute fitness accessory that like tells you to get off your ass um, and beeps every time you sit still too long then you know some people like that too (laughs) honestly i'm tired of my watch shaming me for not moving (laughs) especially during quarantine like i know i haven't stood enough times today yeah the fit bun the fit oh the fitbit it it'll like buzz and it'll say like do you want to take me for a walk i'm like no fitbit i don't (laughs) (laughs) give me a break yeah sometimes my beeps literally right after I sit down like I'm like I just walked into the kitchen to get water and walked back like that must be at least 15 steps so if that's not good enough for you that has to count count that (laughs) that. I moved so anyways I'm gonna move on with my health benefits list there were places that I found like on um, at the sleep foundation that suggest that the time of exercise The time that you exercise during the day may affect your circadian rhythm, which may help some people fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. I put this benefit on the list because I wanted to test it because my pedometer has a sleep tracker on it. So I wanted to see how my exercise at night affected my sleep. And just me, like personally, I don't, I didn't really find it that it affected it anymore. Like the days that I went on long walks at night, I didn't find that I fell asleep faster or stayed asleep longer than the days that I didn't. But I have trouble sleeping in general. That's why I wanted to test it in the first place. But um, just for me personally, that didn't prove to be true. But that's not saying that, you know, anybody else that wants to see if that will help them go to sleep at night, maybe taking a long walk before bed or something. um, I would recommend it, if anything, just to get outside and enjoy fresh air and, you know, kind of be out of the heat. It's still still hot at night (laughs) where Shauna and I live. Especially where Shauna lives. But even in Texas, it doesn't really cool off at night. Sometimes. Yeah, I would do my walks in the morning because it's definitely cooler then than in the evening. Sometimes it's still like 
90-ish degrees at like 6 a.m. That's comfortable. That's not even hot. (laughs) My goodness. Yeah, so depending on where you live, like where I live, it gets down into like the mid-60s at night, sometimes low-60s. It's pretty or he just pleasant. Lives in everlasting winter. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but it's humid up here, so you would think that sixty degrees would be freezing, but sixty degrees sometimes, like I'm outside sweating because it's so humid. It's really weird. Oh yeah, humid isn't great. That is true. Yeah, yeah Shauna doesn't experience humid because it's never humid. Here it's, dry it's, a dry <laughs> it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. I hate when people say that. I'm like, okay, go stick your head in an oven and then tell me that it's just a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, seriously. I prefer it just, to humidity. Still I do. It. Yeah. Texas is, oh, Texas has been bad lately and it's just been, oh, so humid. But yeah. Um, I think though when it's really cold, like in the winter, the humidity makes it colder, but not in the summer. You're right about that. Like if it's oh, like 65 uh, in the summer. Hmm. It feels warmer, but in the winter when it's like 40 and humid, it feels colder, which is weird. Yeah. Maybe it's past a certain temperature. I don't know. Maybe. I don't I'm know. I'm not a weatherman. <laughs> Anyways, enough about the weather. <laughs> I'm not a weatherman. Welcome to <laughs> the weather <laughs> podcast. You know my dad was a weatherman in the Navy. What? what? Yeah, he was in the Navy for four years. Like from, He was like 18 when he got in, and he was a meteorologist in the Navy. Like, Are you go on this? On the Screams? ships. On the ships. He would just talk, tell everybody what the weather is on the ships? Well, he would, like, predict when the storms were going to come and stuff so that they could prepare. Yeah, but did he but it, have a show? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> no. He was on the Navy. Oh, less impressive. It was his job. <laughs> just kidding. I figured, like, if they're stuck on a ship anyways, why wouldn't you make a Navy news station and have a green screen? I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be entertaining. Your dad would be great on a, your dad would be a great weatherman. Your dad would be the best at my wedding. So yes, your dad would be the best weatherman, weatherman wraps. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Highly like recommend. rapping about that, really that high out. pressure system rolling in. Like, so if I don't you're listening know, to this dad, just you missed out on a career opportunity. It's not Rethink too late. your career choices. It's never too late <laughs> to get back into that field. I know you're in your 60s, but I just feel like a career change right now is is prime. Like you're at the great age for a career change. hundred <laughs> percent. How did we get on this tangent? I don't know. What did <laughs> we? Okay, it's hot. one last, one last, one last question. What does your dad do now? Um, I can't tell you. He's, he still works for the Navy. Actually, I don't know because he can't tell us. He hasn't been able to tell us what he does, does for a job since I was like nine. Because he worked for Raytheon when we lived in Arizona. And he did something with the missiles, but we didn't actually know what. Because he, he literally couldn't tell us. Like He had a security clearance and he couldn't tell us. And then now he works for the Navy in Maryland with like a third-party company. Mm-hmm. And... um. So yeah, there's a fun fact about my father. Oh my god, I'll That's have to so ask crazy. him if we can even post that because I don't even know if, I, if I'm allowed to even say anything. Oh that. yeah, you should ask him. My dad, uh, I does tell me what he does for a living, and I still don't know what he does. So That's what I feel like would also happen. <laughs> so I'm like, can you actually not tell us, or you just not want to explain it? <laughs> Why is explaining your job so hard? Sure. Like just in general. Mine's not hard. Well, I teach the children how to do the things. Yeah, if somebody tried to ask me, like, what I do for a living, I'd be like, uh... You can give people money when they want to buy houses or commercial property. Commercial property. That's easy. Mm. Yeah, Shauna, what she does, she's like, well, on Google, there's things... I feel like I explain it in the easiest way possible. No, I still don't know what you do. So many times, and I don't know. Okay, so on Google, there are ads, and basically, you make sure that the ads are there correctly. Right? Sure. (laughs) That's what I think you do. I mean, yes, in in very simple terms. Yes. And the companies get mad when the ads aren't working. Yes. When they don't make the money, Shauna gets in trouble. 
When so, nobody is clicking their ads like they should be clicking their ads, Sean no, gets yelled at. The clicking is not the problem. People click on the ads. The problem is once you click on the ads, you generally want the user to convert, which usually means calling the company or buying something or filling a lead form in. Um, and so if your conversion is low, you're paying money for those clicks, but you're not getting leads from it. So there are a lot of things that you can do to try and improve conversion within the That's accounts. me. I click on all of the ads oh and then God. I just X out of them. Like, well, mm-hmm. not anything. Do you yeah. want to save 10% today by sending us your email? Nope. I just want to <laughs> browse your $300 scarves and live this like fantasy life in my head for I'm three not minutes. I'm actually going to buy the scarf. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually clear. going to buy this. I don't care if you hand-shaved an alpaca <laughs> in your grandmother's living room to make hand this. Hand-shaved an alpaca <laughs> in your living room? <laughs> who, who is doing this? I don't know. Okay, first of all, um, I can't afford these scarves, but I'm yeah. still going to look at them. While I admire, exactly, it's like I want to admire this as much as possible because that is the only contribution I can give to your beautiful work <laughs> and your ethical practices. That is the only thing that I can contribute to so look at it and go, ooh, and then oh leave. God. So you're telling Anyways. me you don't click on ads, Shauna, and then like X out of them? No, I purposely avoid ads because I know companies have to pay for them and i know i'm usually not going to buy something when i click on them unless it's amazon mine (laughs) then i don't feel bad wow Wow. (laughs) what but i still don't know what shauna does (laughs) how what doesn't make sense I just don't I just, understand, like, what you actually do on a day-to-day basis. Oh, my God. But you don't need to explain it. I'm sorry. I think you oversee people who are making sure that this... No. no? She has no idea. I mean, I do oversee someone now again, but... So there are things that you can control within the account. So you're bidding on specific keywords, you're writing different ad copy and testing it, and you're, you can select different audiences, you can adjust your locations, you can adjust your bids by device, you can adjust um, just like various keyword bids themselves, and there's different keyword match types. What's a bid? So for each keyword, you're, it, so the, the Google ad system is an auction system. So you are bidding against different competitors that are bidding on similar keywords that you are to show up on the SERP in a certain the search engine results page in um, a certain ranking and so you want to have good quality ads you want to have a landing page that people stay on and has relevant content to them Um, and so you're like the goal is to show up high so people will click on your ad you see it and it's visible Um, and then also once they click on it you want them to convert and so you're adjusting like different keywords so you can bid on something like and so you have to think about the keywords that you're bidding on too so you think about the intent behind them so if someone's searching for something informational like scarves well no so like a diy project for example like if you're someone who is selling a service like generally you're not going to want to bid on like a diy key term because that person's trying to do it themselves they're not generally trying to like find a service to do that for them um whereas like if you're a plumber, you would bid on a keyword that's like plumbing service near me or something like that. Um, so it's really honing in on the correct keywords to use. Um, so you just like work on that until a company is getting a lot of conversion. Yeah, and trying to just continually improve the cost, the cost per lead. I didn't know people did this. Yeah, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a whole episode on Shauna's job. Yeah. Oh, I would never. I'm not. I don't feel confident enough to do that. Uh, I would never. (laughs) I would would never. I don't feel like someone who should be giving people advice on that sort of thing. Um, What were we talking about before? Your we dad's were talking about the meteorologist and your dad's top secret job. Oh, we were talking about how in some places you can't walk at night. There we go, and we're back. Okay, and we're back. Okay, walking at night. Um, depending on your region's temperature, <laughs> maybe a nighttime <laughs> stroll will help you go to bed at night. So I yeah. don't know. Perfect. But anyways, um, so Brie, how did you like the challenge? I, or how did you do with the she challenge? She wasn't done with her research, Shauna. She can incorporate that into her discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can. To reflect back, 
I feel like <laughs> I feel like it was kind of a hard couple of weeks because um, we did this over the co- course of um, a couple of weeks just for scheduling reasons. Um, so we had a little bit more time to try to meet this goal. Um, what she's trying to say is the first time we tried to do this, we did really, really bad. We did horrible, so we're like, round <laughs> we're two. We're just going to shoot it straight with you. And um, we needed to try again. <laughs> So, I mean, there were a few days where I hit my goal, and, like, with my tracker, it it doesn't preset it at, like, a 10,000 step or even a 7,500 step or anything like that. It just tracks. What tracker do you use? Uh, I have a Garmin. A really old one. It's not fancy. It's really old. It's a Vivo 2. It's no longer in production. (laughs) It's ancient. It's not fancy. It's It's not fancy. Vintage, vintage, if vintage. You will. <laughs> vintage. Love that. So That's cute. so fetch. <laughs> yes, oh, I, we should watch Mean Girls. Oh, we could do that. I love Mean Girls. Oh, without me. <laughs> oh yeah. Side note: Me and Sean are actually both in Arizona right now. Woo-woo! We and miss Bree. Is not. We miss Bree. Sad. Mm. We've when been COVID's taking over. turns. We need a reunion. But that's not to say that I didn't look up airplane prices to be there the same weekend. They just were really high. And it's atrocious, correct? Yeah. Which is really weird because why would you want to be in Arizona right now? They are currently top in the charts for COVID cases at the time of recording. So, Welcome to the good old AZ where they thought (laughs) heat would kill COVID, but it did not. Yeah, it would be great in the summertime. And then it's bloop. Same with Texas. Anyways... Anyways, wow, we are um, full of tangents today, guys. Yeah, so my tracker, anyways, back to my tracker, it tracks how much I move, and then the next day it slightly adjusts my goal to, like, have me move more. So there were a few days where I met my goal, and then there were definitely days where I didn't even come close. Basically, I, in my opinion, I think I did my best. There were some days that I met my goal, there were some days that I didn't, and I found that it was, like, a lot harder to try to meet a 7,500 step goal just because I'm not working in an office right now. I'm still working from home. We are still in different phases of reopening, like depending on what state you're in. So I limit my grocery store trips. Texas is open. (laughs) There is no stage. There's just open. Oh my God. We have like four or five stages, I think, and we just went to stage two it was one and then they added in a 1.5 because they were like are you sure you're not and then yeah yeah no we we had to actually go back i think we just went back um yeah like the restaurants just went back down to 25 texas said and i basically it's it was harder for me to move just because i try to limit my outings and the only time that i really get any steps in are when i walk my dog or like my boyfriend and i will go on walks in the evening like an extra long walk i did the best that i could and there were nights that i actually did make my step goal and sometimes those nights were just me pacing around my kitchen like trying to get some steps in yeah Yeah. i definitely had a few nights of oh shit I have to get my steps in and then like power walking around my kitchen <laughs> it takes so long like you're like I'm gonna get this in a, a couple minutes and you're just like 20 minutes later five steps oh my um, gosh that's the worst I so I use an apple watch for mine and I like panic when I realize that I've been up and walking around in the morning but I don't have my watch on I'm like none of these steps mm-hmm. are counting these mm-hmm. have to count yep I've done that so do you feel like it made any difference, though, Brie, for, like... Do you experience any health benefits on the days that you reach 10,000 steps? Um, I will any. say I will say that this next health benefit that I have on my list is something that I experience the most, which is stress relief. And according to the Mayo Clinic, walking allows a change of scenery, some fresh air, some time to think, um, and it could be considered a form of meditation. So walking will give you a boost of endorphins and a chance to clear your head. Stress relief may even help you sleep better at night, circling back to my previous bullet point where, you know, I personally didn't see a difference, but I definitely felt less stress. So although this time I have been able to step, I haven't been able to step away from my desk as much as I want to, the nights that I did 
get to take those long walks really helped get the stress of the day off and helped clear my head and you know getting that fresh air in spending time with my dog spending time with my boyfriend um I feel like those if anything stress relief was the biggest benefit that I experienced with this yeah I feel like that was probably my biggest one too I have to walk in the morning one because it's hot but also because I am so lazy after work it's so hard for me to be motivated to do any sort of movement or anything that's not just like making dinner and going to sleep after I've been working all day I I noticed that was my biggest thing too is it just sort of gave a time to like if you wanted to unplug and not listen to anything but also when I really like podcasts so when I stop driving to work I feel like I missed out on a lot of time on listening to those and it gave me a chance to like catch up and just really kind of zone out and just listen to that while moving it would just it really was sort of a stress relief I feel like so people can listen to our podcast while they try this challenge oh Oh my god shameless plug that was perfect Okay, so I'm just going to go through a couple more bullet points and then I guess I'll ask you guys, you know, what else you might have experienced from the list that I went over. There were claims that walking increases your endurance, so different forms of movement work different groups of muscles. Walking allows for a low impact strengthening of your hips, your knees, and your feet. Um, these get These muscles get stronger while your joints get a rest from harder exercises like running or maybe other stronger like high intensity workouts. The more you walk, the more you can walk. So basically you're just making yourself stronger and stronger and stronger so you'll be able to walk more and more and more and increase your step count. You know, once you get into a routine of walking, maybe try changing either your route or your terrain like walking up a city hill or taking the stairs instead of an elevator or maybe even going for a hike and that will help kind of work different muscle groups just to strengthen you out overall and I will say this is something that I also experienced as a benefit is I just felt like my body felt a lot better um, at the end of the day on the days where I got more steps in because I was just able to kind of work out all of my soreness or stiffness in my joints from being a desk goblin all day. <laughs> I, called goblin. Okay. I called Shauna a desk goblin today. I am a desk goblin. Yes, I have the worst posture of all time. Oh my gosh, just shoulders <laughs> to my ears like hunched forward in the dark inside <laughs> being my desk. <laughs> Great visual for everyone, you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, so um, I just have two more points. One of the claims that I saw for walking was that it increases your sexual desires. Um, I didn't dive too deep into this one, but the majority of the material that I found just connected all of the previous dots and it just made sense. Walking increases blood flow, especially to your genitals, strengthens your muscles. To your genitals? (laughs) We're four years old. It strengthens your muscles and improves your endurance so you're not too tired to get a little more cardio in at the end of the day, if you know what I mean. Um, It improves your mood so you can get in the mood. Um, It increases your body awareness so you become in tune with what your body can do and again increasing confidence and inspiring you to explore what else your body can do. If you know what I mean. That your body <laughs> needs. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one, which I mentioned when I checked out that first article, I was like, walking makes you smarter. Like, okay, that sounds so stupid. But that was probably because the site that I found didn't really have any supporting evidence other than, you know, you get blood flow to your brain. But... I will say this is probably the most surprising part of my research is that I found a really great article interviewing a neuroscientist. His name is Shane O'Mara in Dublin, and his theories are that there is a correlation between walking and improved cognitive function, Um, and I won't get super into it, but he does have a book called Praise of Walking, and I really want to read it now because one area of his studies said that we evolved into mobile creatures so our brains evolved to support movement therefore if we move less our brain function decreases and that just resonated with me because how many times have I felt like a mindless turd sitting in front of a phone a computer or a tv so not me no I (laughs) that's super interesting I I 
would have never thought of it that way, but that's a really good point. Yeah. Me and so, we were just talking about how, like, we've been really struggling with working out recently. Mm-hmm. And how, um, starting Monday, we're back at it. It's happening. But we were talking about how, like, now it's more not, like, it needs to be more not for weight loss, but more just because we are getting older. Getting a little and older. <laughs> it's just, like... Exercise is necessary to keep your body, you know, moving and optimal. And the minute, like, you stop moving it, I just feel like that's when things start to happen. So I feel like exercise is necessary at this point just to make my body do the bare minimum. <laughs> like, just for my body to <laughs> exist. Right. It's like Full getting stop. an oil change <laughs> for your car. Like it just right. has to happen. <laughs> I feel like before everything was easy and then exercise was extra. And now it's like, please move your body so that you don't feel like an 80-year-old woman. 100%. Yes. Um, Shana was stretching before this because she's going to start her daily stretching so that she doesn't feel like an 80-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> again, desk, desk goblin status really just like tightens your, <laughs> the wrong muscles up. And That's why yeah. you guys should be teachers. You're not a desk goblin. Mm-hmm, that sounds terrible. Unless you're doing it <laughs> online teaching, that's the worst. Yeah. Definitely Something. a desk goblin. I feel like your body gets hurt in other ways, though. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we can't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, just all the illnesses. I feel like teachers are always yeah. sick from the exactly. children. Exactly, yeah. No, you actually <laughs> develop more of, like, an immunity. I feel like, well, there are, it takes a couple there years. Are, there are times when, like, the whole school is sick like all the teachers are sick but then I feel like we get less sick than people would think I don't know I don't know I wouldn't know because I haven't been to school and you know we'll save that for an immunity episode (laughs) or something how Melanie's immunity system rocks and ours sucks because we've only around two people per day I feel like yours would be pretty good, though. Anyways, that was my list of health benefits. Anything from lowering your risk of type 2 diabetes to improving your brain function to stress relief. So do you guys kind of want to go through your experiences and maybe see what benefits you felt while you were on this challenge? Yeah, Melanie, you can start. Okay, this is just a side note. So when... COVID started, obviously, the schools went to distance learning or online learning. Um, When I was in school teaching, I would get almost 10,000 steps every day, if not more, without having to go for an extra walk or... But I was also definitely working out almost every single day when I was in school because I had more of a routine. And so usually when I was teaching, I was getting 10,000 steps. And so ever since quarantine started, my steps have gone down to like 2,000 steps every day. The first time we did this challenge, I was not working at all. Like I was, summer vacation had started and I didn't have a summer job and it was really hard. It was, I was going on a walk every single day and I was sometimes doing a workout. Like I was working out more than I do now and I would still struggle to get 10,000 steps and it was just like blowing my mind because I used to get it at work without even trying. Just shows you guys how much teachers move, I guess. But um, it's just really interesting to me. But I found that on the days that I made sure I went on a walk and that I worked out, those were the days that I usually reached 10,000 steps before I had even read Bree's um, research. I was just thinking to myself, like, maybe it's not about getting the 10,000 steps. Maybe it's just about making sure that I'm getting movement every single day, which I already know that I should. I've always known that. But um, those were the days that I just felt better. I didn't feel as tired. I felt more energized to do things on the days that I did both of those things, but those were also the days that I ended up getting 10,000 steps. And so I don't know if it's correlated to the getting 10,000 steps thing or if it's because on the days that I did, I walked and worked out. So I'm not really sure. Um, But yeah, I definitely did feel health benefits from it. Um, But it's also nice to like set a goal for yourself and to reach it. And on the days when I didn't get my 10,000 steps, I felt, didn't feel very good about myself. So, um, and then the second time we did it, I was working at a summer job. I was working at a campground and it's a really active, working at the campground is a very active job. You're just constantly moving. And I would work 12 hour shifts there and I was definitely getting 10,000 steps those days. But on days I would work a 12 hour shift, I wouldn't go for a walk. 
And so I actually didn't feel the health benefits those days because I was just working and then I would get home and I was super tired and I didn't make the time to get like that. Even though I was moving all day, it wasn't like the kind of movement that I think your body needs, like the elevated heart rate movement. But I would still get 10,000 steps those days. So that's interesting because really the days that I felt health benefits were the days that I made sure to have movement. So I agree with Brie. I agree it's not about the amount of steps you get, but if you're making time for that movement or not. So I don't think people need to get 10,000 steps. I think you need to just be active and do what's right for your body. It's different for everybody. Um, Everybody. (laughs) I don't know though. I feel like having a goal for me made me get up and move when I would have not. So for me, I would go on my walk in the morning and would try to get a certain number of steps before the day even really started. And then towards the end of the day, I'd realize I'm a couple hundred or like a thousand steps or something behind what I really needed to be. And so it would make me get off the couch. And even if I'm just like pacing around my kitchen or going on another walk, I was doing more movement than I would have normally been. Yeah, I so didn't have like great. a number goal. Like that's great that it like motivated you. Um, I just think personally, what's more motivating for me is like a like a weekly movement goal. So like, when I would go for a walk when I was trying to get my ten thousand steps, it would still count as movement on my Fitbit because I use a Fitbit, which I think is interesting. We all use different trackers, so I think that's really interesting. We didn't plan that. Um, so I have a Fitbit, and on Fitbit, if you take a walk, it counts as walk and then it counts towards your movement for the day and if your goal is like five out of seven days to have movement on the Fitbit it has to be 30 minutes or longer which is also I don't know have mixed feelings about that too but you have to have your heart rate above a certain level for 30 minutes for it to be considered a workout or a movement but on the days I would go for a walk it would count and so then I would reach my goal for working out or moving for that week it still helped me reach that specific goal but also i've decided to take fitbit breaks um i don't wear my fitbit on the weekends i only wear it monday through friday because i found myself kind of like obsessing over my step count and then the more i did this i realized like it's not about the step count um for me personally and so i don't wear my fitbit on the weekends anymore except if I work on the weekends because I need to know the time and it has a a clock on there but I decided to not wear on the weekends anymore just like for mental health reasons so yeah I know a lot of people have talked about when they get Fitbits or Apple watches they become like obsessive I don't know if anyone listening to this has experienced that but yeah and I think um after we hear Shauna's experience I really actually want to discuss because I, I had like little bullet points after our experience on ways to track your movement or ways to track your steps. So I really want to get everyone's opinion on their step trackers and if they would recommend people to get step trackers. And yeah, so I feel like we should get into that. Shauna shares. I just have a funny story before Shauna shares. Um, it's about Fitbits. It's about doggy Fitbits. <laughs> so apparently they started making dog fitbits which are we surprised i'm not and my friend sarah she got her dog a doggy fitbit because it was like free and the the vet was like we need people to try this and like review it to see if we want to like sell it and so she got her dog a doggy fitbit because her dog was like starting to gain weight and he is getting older and and dogs metabolism slows down so usually they end up gaining weight when they're older and he was starting to gain weight and she has a little um what is leo he's lopsopso what kind of dog is he? Looks like a shih tzu. A shih tzu? Yeah, he looks like a shih tzu. What's a lopsopso? I have no idea what you're saying to never heard of that before. I thought. look that up later. Okay. A shih tzu is what Leo is. That's the dog's name. And his goal is 45 minutes of movement a day. And he only averages 23 minutes of movement every day. Leo, why? Same, same Leo. Same. <laughs> yeah. And then it says, like, Leo is resting for 19 hours today. <laughs> the dream, I'm telling you. I think I am a Shih Tzu, Ben. I think I I'm an like, elderly what Shih Tzu. What is the point of the doggy <laughs> Fitbit? But now I want one for my dog because hers would be like insane because she literally never I have a seven month old puppy. So yeah, she's just a hers puppy. would be like nine hours of activity. If my vet <laughs> gave me a free Fitbit for my dog, I, that would be amazing. 
I wonder how much of it would be like, I don't know. Darla's a pretty lazy dog. She loves to just chill and snuggle. Your dog's a lazy dog. Yeah, my bloodhounds are just lazy AF. So. <laughs> yeah, that's just a funny um, story about doggy Fitbits. Oh, man. Shana, okay. how was your experience walking yeah, 10,000 steps a day? So I really liked the challenge. Like, I think, again, it's been really hard for me in quarantine to find motivation to actually work out. And so I feel like I needed to find something where I was like, okay, I'm not going to do an intense home workout because I hate those. (laughs) Um, I'd rather be in the gym doing weights and I don't have weights at home yet. So um, I needed to find just something where I would be literally just moving, kind of like Brie was talking about. I, I just wasn't moving enough. And so I think doing this really had a positive impact. I think it really, for me, it it did relieve a lot of stress. It kind of got me in the right mindset for the day. Like it gave me some me time, I guess, um, where I could either just walk and sort of think to myself, like have some time to process or listen, like I said before, to podcasts that I didn't have a chance to listen to before. It just gave me that extra time to sort of get away from the normal routine and just have that time for myself so I really enjoyed it I feel like it gave me some calm in my life but it was really hard to get to an actual like 10,000 steps I think I was probably a lot of days near to like 7,500 kind of like Bree said too it's crazy how long it takes to get to 10,000 steps like that's it doesn't seem like that much. You're like, oh no, I probably walk that much throughout the day. There's so many steps to get to anything. And it's not, it takes so it's long. Really hard, yeah. Like I would go for at least half an hour sometimes. And even then it was like 3000 steps. And if you're not really moving the rest of the day, you're maybe getting another one to 2000 steps and you're only halfway there. So you really have to, if you're trying to go for that 10,000 goal, it's something that you really have to like set time aside for realistically it's not something you can I mean depending on your job like if you're a waitress or if you're a teacher like Melanie was saying like I'm sure it's a lot easier to get those steps but if you're again a dust goblin like me (laughs) it's harder to reach that goal unless you're being super intentional about it but I did like having the goal because it made me get up and move and think about moving more so than when I didn't have anything that I was aiming for so I really liked it. One thing that I did when I was like, I was just wondering when we were doing it, like, because 10,000 steps would be equal to a distance, relatively speaking, like an average distance. And so I looked it up and 10,000 steps is usually about three to four miles a day. So if you have to think about that, you would have to like go on like a three mile walk every day to reach 10,000 steps. Yeah. That's kind of a lot. That would take you, it'd probably take me like an hour to walk three miles. Yeah. Same I mean, especially because we're short, all of us. So yeah. We don't get those long strides like some other people might get them. I would get those mini steps in. But yeah, no, I really like this challenge. I think walking is really nice for me. And I think even if you're not getting a super intense workout, like it's nice to just get your body moving and to get those benefits of endorphins and getting outside and getting out in the sun because I also probably wouldn't be doing that otherwise honestly especially like working from home or even when I'm at the office I really don't I'm not outside very much so it gives you a chance to get a little bit of that vitamin d and I follow this um instagrammer that's like all about getting her 10,000 steps like she's obsessive about it like kind of how I was getting but she on her lunch break instead of eating goes on a walk every day during her lunch break and that's how she reaches her 10,000 steps Um, because I know a lot of people that work in offices can like eat while they're working but like at my job you you have to eat during a lunch break or you don't eat so yeah that makes sense that's what I used to do I used to just eat at my desk and then on my lunch break I would just go outside and walk for an hour but I am not an hour y'all are getting hour lunches I'm not oh what yeah hmm I wouldn't prefer it. I feel like that makes I mean, the but day I longer. do. Yeah, I did have to work seven to four with an hour lunch. I guess if I wanted to work seven to three thirty, I could take a half hour. Oh yeah, that's where that were my hours seven to three thirty with a half hour lunch. What's our next challenge, guys? Oh no, she wanted okay. to talk about the step trackers. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So like you guys were saying earlier, we all have different step trackers like I have a vintage Garmin, Shauna has an Apple Watch, Melanie has a Fitbit. Do you think 
that having a step tracker is beneficial like would you recommend to somebody else like oh yeah you definitely need a step tracker or like you should get one or would you be against it like uh, don't even bother or like don't waste your money what are your thoughts um I I feel like I need one like unless I guess you have like a specific route that you know how long like how long the distance is then maybe that's a different story but as far as like me knowing how far I've gone or like I don't know how much movement I've gotten in a day I would have no idea without having something to track it with yeah um I really like my Fitbit I've had the same one for like three years it's probably almost considered vintage actually I actually think it um has isn't working as well as it used to because I don't think it counts as many of the steps as it used to and also I don't think it tracks my heart rate as accurate as it used to but I actually think that I would recommend a step tracker but not for steps I would recommend it for your heart rate tracking for two reasons one I think that I like firmly believe that like if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to have a certain amount of activity it really does depend on where your heart rate is and you can do a lot of research on like where your heart rate needs to be for your height and weight in order for it to be considered like good like enough activity or um, there's just different ranges for how your activity should be and that's what the Fitbit does it kind of puts you in those ranges and so I really like it for the heart rate tracker I do like tracking my steps um, I think it's on certain days I can just like kind of reflect like oh wow Melanie you were really lazy today and I don't know but like I said um, I do have to take breaks from my Fitbit tracker because I do get kind of obsessed with it and so on the weekends if I don't do if I do a workout on the weekend I'll put it on just because like I said especially while I'm working out I like to look at my heart rate but I think everyone should have a fitness tracker because and this is a true story my husband's grandmother had a Fitbit and she noticed that her resting heart rate was increasing over time and she noticed that when she would go on walks her resting her heart rate was way higher than it had been in the past because she was always she's always been a very active person and she's had her Fitbit for a while and so she had a pretty regular resting heart rate and a pretty regular idea of like what her heart rate was when she was exercising or walking and she noticed it was like way higher in both areas and um that made her make an appointment with her cardiologist, and it turned out that she had a arrhythmia in her heart. And oh, wow. she only knew that. She didn't have, like, any – she didn't feel weird. She didn't know – like, she wasn't, like, feeling, like, chest pains or anything. But um, the condition she has is actually – she's 90 years old, by the way, and she still, like, walks and exercises. So there's that. She eats super healthy, too. But she would never probably have – they said if it weren't for her Fitbit, she would never have discovered this, probably. And it would probably have been too late. So that is a reason why I think everyone should have a heart rate tracker. I'm always going to have one now because like, the fact that she noticed that is just, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, my, my tracker doesn't have, it doesn't have a heart rate tracker. It just, it's very basic. Like I said, it's vintage. And I have a love-hate relationship with it because I think it's I think it's great to kind of have an idea of how much you're moving or not moving during the day because some days where I feel like I've moved a lot I'll look at like today I was like deep cleaning my kitchen and I was like dang my steps must be like way up because I've been running around my kitchen cleaning all morning and I just looked at my steps and they're not anywhere near where I thought they would be and then there are some days where I feel like I haven't moved at all and then all of a sudden my tracker will like beep and tell me that I've made my goal for the day so I think it's good because it kind of gives you an idea of how much you are or not moving during the day but I also hate it because the days that I don't make my goal I feel really defeated yeah it like shames you almost yeah Yeah. take me for a walk it just has little (laughs) arrows that like beep when I see that I'm so far away from my goal and it's already like nine o'clock at night then that kind of it kind of bums me out yeah I bet Brie that you would feel better if you had one that tracked your heart rate yeah no I really want to get one now I really like having something to track but I'm almost the opposite where like the the cues and the the little prompts that try to get you to keep going I definitely start just ignoring those so they just rebel (laughs) yeah they almost just stop working on me and I'm like shut up watch I know like I already know same with me I don't listen to those either 
it's just it's a little aggressive and i don't need the attitude okay? i wonder if there are people <laughs> that listen to those if you are someone with a fitbit or an apple watch that actually listens to the, the movement reminders is that what they call them yeah I think. the annoying messages that say do you want to take a walk um, let us know because I definitely don't. Yeah, I wonder if they do help other people. Yeah, I guess it's. I mean, it has to. It's it has like to be a, a reason they're on there. Yeah. But for me, I just eventually start ignoring it, and it still has to be somewhat like internally motivated. Like I can't just. It doesn't motivate me to have something be like your movement is behind schedule of than of what it normally is. Yeah. You move less today, or like. You didn't move at all yesterday. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you should try again today. I'm like, Shh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, shut up. You're not my mom. <laughs> Boss me. Um, Every time you say, okay, shut up, I just start singing that song. What song? <laughs> Wait, what song? Okay, shut up. About my own rings. I have no idea what you're talking bills. about. No idea what you're talking it's about. Automobiles. No? Is this a country song? No. I don't Why know are you singing called? it like a country song? Oh, oh real remember. Yeah, we were eating lunch. That's how we sing now, Brie. Y'all don't know like what it's like to live in Texas when everyone talks like this. I don't. I it didn't is. inherit any accents, but my social anxiety has gotten severely worse. <laughs> is that a thing in Seattle? Everybody in Seattle? just is socially anxious. Yeah, that would the, be, uh, the, the freeze is a thing. It's a real thing. If anybody from Seattle tries to tell you the, the Seattle freeze isn't real, they're lying, and they're probably not from Seattle. What's the Seattle freeze? Um, so basically, it just means that people are really people here are really nice. Like if you stop and ask for directions, if you need help carrying your groceries to your car, like anything, people will help you. Or even if you just start like a general conversation at a coffee shop, like people will talk to you and they'll be really nice. But if you try to take it beyond that first encounter, you'll get ghosted like real quick or just completely shut down. And like one of my favorite stories to tell is like one of my coworkers, we started hanging out more at work, like having lunch together and going on breaks together and stuff. And we just talked more and more. And I was like, oh, you're really cool. Like we should hang out outside of work sometime. And she dead ass looked me in the eye and said, no, I don't leave my house. So yeah, the Seattle place is super real. <laughs> okay, Melanie has the song up, so she can prove to us it's real life. Okay, it's a okay, Kesha okay. song. It's called Woman. You guys have heard this song. I mean, song. I have heard this song now that you are bringing it up. Let me start it. No, I hear it, but I don't know the okay, shut up part. Oh, and she just said it. Except, it's on TikTok. Except it's awkward because in the music video, she says diamond rings and it shows her hands and none of her rings are diamond. They're all turquoise. <laughs> awkward, Kesha. Um, it says it's on TikTok. Oh, okay. Wait, I've never heard that song on TikTok. We're on very different TikToks. We are on way different TikToks. Okay. Me and Melanie talk about like super common stuff that we see and none of it lines up. It depends on your algorithm. It depends on the the TikToks that you like. And I will say Well, we have different sense of humors for sure, so. (laughs) Humoruses? So I have not heard that song. So guys... I feel like this was a really good challenge. What is our next one? Um, well, I'm super excited because our next one is meditating every day for a whole week. Shauna and Bree, as far as I know, do you guys meditate at all? I've tried it occasionally, but never like consistently. I've never tried meditation unless it's been a part of like a yoga video. Because oh. sometimes I'll like have you meditate while you're in corpse pose or child's pose or something right yeah so yeah i'm just so excited to talk about meditation because it's <gasps> one of the things that has changed my life the most ever and i've only been meditating for probably about two years so well i'm really excited for this challenge so listen in the next time to hear how meditation goes for us hopefully I can do that. <laughs> we'll probably definitely reach out to Melanie for tips on meditating because I have never actively meditated before, so I'm really excited, but I also have no idea where to start. So Agreed. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, if you liked this podcast, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, and give us five stars. And send us emails. Please send us an email if you have any ideas about a, a challenge you want us to do or if you like want to do like a listener mail. 
You could do like listener mail about an episode that you've listened to. Or if you try one of our challenges and you want to talk about how it was for you, um, I think it'd be cool if we do start getting emails. Just got a fucking notification on my watch. You can still do it, Shauna. There's still time in your day. <laughs> First of all, why did your Apple Watch call you Princess Shauna? Because I told it to. <laughs> I said, Siri, my name is Princess Shauna, and that's how it addresses me. <laughs> and even being addressed as princess, you still don't want to heed what Siri says? No. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>